0: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on PowerSlam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at
1: powerslam.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, available on all platforms and youtube he's the apex podcaster he's the wise owl of professional wrestling he smells better than dude love with sex panther on he's the king of fantasy booking he is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast he is omega luke and you're listening to the omega luke wrestling podcast
0: what's going on guys elephant in the room yes that is my new intro i hope you like it i love my old intro don't get me wrong but i'm a fan believer of improvement so every week i get a bit of free time my aim is to improve one thing about my content whether that be on the podcast or on youtube i'm altering the logo the intro is changing i'm working on my videos I'm doing it all because I want to get better and be better and that's all thanks to you guys supporting. Straight from the Patreons all the way through to the people who drop by every now and then and listen to an episode. You guys help with me and I am forever grateful of your kind words and it really does drive me to get better and make my content better. I love the support I get now but because I know how much you love what I do, thanks to you guys telling me. I know that there are others out there too who haven't found their favourite podcasters favourite podcasts yet, but they will eventually, hopefully anyway. Enough of the soppy stuff now before I get all emotional. It's time for another awesome interview. Now, just because I put this interview back a week does not mean it isn't good. Believe me, I wouldn't post it if it wasn't. Simply put, Darby Allen was talking about topics that were very relevant last week so I rescheduled this interview but today's guest is none other than Jazz the current NWA women's champion formerly of ECW, WWF and WWE. Of course she's had an amazing career and we cover a lot of the career here. We talk about ECW, we talk about the WWF and the indies and of course what she's doing now and wants to do in the future and we may be talk a little about the Hall of fame. So let's get right into it. Over to me and the current NWA Women's Champion, Jazz.
1: Hi, I'm Bruce Pritchard. This is Conrad Thompson. And you're listening to the Omega Luke Podcast.
0: Hey guys, I am here with my guest today who really doesn't need an introduction. However, she definitely deserves one because she is the last WWF Women's Champion and the first WWE women women's champion and she is the current nwa women's champion as well thank you very much for joining me jazz how are you doing
1: i'm doing fantastic how are you guys
0: i am absolutely fantastic thank you very much for joining me today
1: oh my pleasure my pleasure always a good time and fun times when i do a podcast so this is just this is just i'm ready to have fun great so am i so
0: like i said it's a pleasure to have you with me today it's very surreal having someone who i watched every week on tv join me on my podcast it um you've wrestled for 20 years now um my first question really (laughs) to you is how are you feeling right now as a wrestler are you fitting well and still really enjoying it
1: yes honestly i'm feeling i'm feeling like i'm 10 years younger right now (laughs) really that's class Yes, I, I really am. Um, I'm forty six years old and I feel like I'm thirty years old right now, honestly. That's amazing. Is it uh, down to yes. just hard
0: work in the gym, eating right? Basically,
1: yes, just eating right and, and and resting properly, eating properly and you know, all that takes effect in, in how your body feels, you know. So yeah. and, and I try to be smart. Um I'm a lot wiser now when it comes to in ring wrestling. So yeah. Yeah. a lot less rest, <laughs> yeah. I suppose. Yes. Um, yes. Well what it is too, I don't go out there and do all these crazy moves, you know. But I've never been one to do anything that would jeopardize my life or yeah. my career in the ring anyway. So Yeah. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yes
0: we're going to get on to everything you're doing currently and incredibly on the end the scene a little bit later but i hope you don't mm-hmm. mind me sort of talking about your time in ecw and wwe first
1: all right not a problem let's roll
0: so really i first want to ask you to be honest what was your time like in ecw in the original <laughs> ecw in the 90s before getting well... into wwf
1: Honestly, my time in ECW was the best experience I've ever had in this industry, honestly. Really? Yes, because I had only trained for six to eight months before I started working with ECW. So I was still so green. Yeah. And they never knew that. ECW had no clue. Dreamer just now, he just... um. I, I did an interview with Dreamer, and he was like, oh, my God, Jazz, like, you were that green. I was like, yeah, Tommy, like, I was still that green. He was like, my God, and we just threw you out there. I'm like, yeah, and my job was not to allow the ball to drop, you know, yeah. so.
0: Did you, did you, you know. feel like you? it was very natural to you, wrestling? Do you feel like you picked it up very um, quickly?
1: kind of sort of I've been an athlete all my life you know grew up around sports my family's you know very athletic so it was kind of like a gift that I, I caught on to things very quickly yeah you know and so and, and I, I, I studied a lot of wrestling you know we I watched we watched wrestling every day we watched a lot of film we trained seven days a week yeah so it was like a full-time job just training you know so yeah and so when once i got out there it was just do or die (laughs) and and i was not gonna die out there you couldn't die in front of ecw crowd because they would let you know they would let you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) am i right in saying you were trained by junkyard dog
1: Yes, I actually started out with Junkyard Dog. Rodney and myself both did, yes. And once we departed ways, uh, Rod Price stepped in, and he actually really, really polished us up and prepared us for on-road travel, you know, and that's when we started hitting the road and traveling and and doing a few shows. I only, Rodney had done, like, maybe a hundred shows to my (laughs) ten, you know, so... Because you know, back then it wasn't many women wrestling. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're you're definitely one of the staple of. Um, yeah, it wasn't wrestling.
1: many. You know, I mean, the ones that had wrestling were signed in with WWF at the time already.
0: Yeah, yeah, because there know. was a lot of um, intergender wrestling in. Yes, BCW. it
1: was. It, that's exactly how we had to start out. You know, yeah. yeah. And how, did, and, you, how um, did you find
0: that? Because I suppose training with. Um, with the male sex anyway i suppose that that was the best
1: experience ever i believe that's the way everyone should train honestly because if you can get in there and train with a with a man you know or work or have a match with a man working a a a woman should be like (laughs) you can do that with your eyes closed yeah yeah (laughs) you know so and ecw was very hardcore and they were not allowed to treat me any differently. No, that's good, really. Yeah. So that's what made me, you know, the badass, I yeah, guess, that I am today. Yes, <laughs> yes, because I I took a beating, you know. Yeah. And and but I had to give it back in return. So yeah, and you know, and I never bitched about anything. They chopped the shit out of me, oh well, I got chopped. Yeah. You know, but I chopped <laughs> the shit out of them too.
0: <laughs> What about Paul Heyman? Was he sort of your link into the WWF originally?
1: Yes. He, um, you know, at the time, Vince had bought out WW—I mean ECW. They bought out yeah. ECW and Paul was there doing commentary and um, they had set it up for me to come in and do a dark match. And um, when I did my dark match, I worked Ivory. Yeah. And she was so kind and, and so giving and so open, you know, and, and, the she was opposite like, to her character. <laughs> yes, and she was like, we're going to go out here and make this match about you. Yeah. You know, it's going to be about you. And we did it, and they said it was the best response they ever had from a ladies' match.
0: That's incredible. What a yes. great thing to hear on your first dark match.
1: Yeah, that was, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, you know, ECW, you, you, you get used to that. 5000 uh, maybe 10000 people in the audience but when you got you know 40000 50000 people out there in the audience that's a little bit different you know yeah, just a bit yeah and the the the, the whole stage is bigger yeah. you know the ramp the walk to the ring takes longer you know so the anticipation and your nerves it's like just going crazy inside your body before you even get in the ring
0: yeah (laughs) i can imagine um wwf then how did you sort of adapt to joining the huge company was it daunting task at first when you just alluded to then being very different even to like the ramp size or was it sort of like you know just trust your talent stick to what you do best
1: Um, I did that. I stuck with my gut instinct, but the only thing different that kind of threw me off in the beginning in WWF was in ECW when I wrestled, I was a babyface. Yeah. And I get to WWF, they tell me, you're going to be a heel. So I had to go out, you know, in the house shows just overnight and be a heel, you know, and did you find that natural? It, it, it. It did because, like I said, I watched a lot of film, so I kind of had an idea of what a heel was supposed to do. And um, um when I my first match, which was a house show, and I came back from the um from the curtain you know arn anderson and they looked at me and was like kid you, you're You gonna be all right you, you're gonna you're gonna be okay you're a little you're a little stiff one out there he called yeah. me um <laughs> crowbar <laughs> <laughs> so and trish at the time she bruised so easily yeah and they thought i was killing her and they would come to her like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" I guess they didn't give a shit if I got knocked out or not. You know, <laughs> I was like, "Hey, what about me?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, fuck. <laughs> That's cool. I'm taking the chick kick, the stratisfaction, the stratosphere. <laughs> you know, I'm taking all this shit. You well, you need to ask me if I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: about that? But you... it all
1: worked out.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, you had an incredible career in the in the WWF and in the WWE. Um, the fourth of February two thousand and two, you win your first WWF Women's Title on an episode of Monday Night Raw, um, mm-hmm. in a very popular time, uh, mm-hmm. for for WWE and WWF. How was this feeling for you, knowing that the company and and Vince McMahon wanting you to be the sort of the main woman in the company and carrying you know what? Belt? Honestly,
1: and it's weird as shit to say this, but honestly, I had no clue. I had never been a champion. Yeah. You know, you want to be one. That's what you work towards. But you know, you don't know what that responsibility is until you actually, until it's on your back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so walking out there, I was just having another match. Yeah. You know, but when I walked back to through the curtain with with the with the with the strap, you know, then my world changed.
0: <laughs> yeah, that? Did, you, so, did they let you know a long time before that you were going to be champion? Was it sort of like no. a bill to you? Or was it just on the night? No.
1: It's kind of like... It just happened. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that
0: quite a lot. Everyone I sort of speak to who's worked in the WWE sort of said, you know... Um, like, for, for example, when Jinder Mahal became champion uh, last year, he didn't know until he was in the ring that he was going to become WWE yes, champion. Yes.
1: Like, it's, it just, it's just happened, you know? Yeah. So... You can't even prepare yourself, you know, and, and if you really pay attention, if, after I won, I didn't even know how to react.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just doing laps of the ring. <laughs> you know, it's
1: like, fuck, what do I do here? You know, yeah. just yay! <laughs> yeah. You know? Were you still a heel uh, at that time? Yes, I was. Yeah. I was a heel throughout my entire career in WWE. No, so I, sp- I suppose
0: being a champion um, as a heel is a lot easier. Just, I love be being a tech. heel. Yeah. I
1: love it. I love it. I can work both. I, I'm a great baby face, yeah. you know, because I understand the psychology of both heel or or face. But heel just comes so natural for me. Yeah. It really does. And and, and working in ECW has a lot to do with that because oh, I yeah. had to work so strong towards working with the men So me being a heel in WWF, it it just, it came natural.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, The women of that era, you know, you, to me, have a big place in in my wrestling heart as it was the time I remember most growing up watching wrestling. I was about 10, 12 years old Um, with the likes Mm -hmm. of you and Trish, Lita, Jacqueline yes. you know there's so many names Molly Holly Ivory mm-hmm. how special were those times for, for women? it was for you?
1: and you know what it was it was great because we it, it was only a handful of us first of all yeah. it, it wasn't 50 like they have now on a roster yeah so we our goal was to be acknowledged as women wrestlers So that's all we focused on, like, give us our time to showcase what we can do. We're not here to to showcase tits and ass. Yeah. We don't want that. Yeah. We want them. We want the fans to know that we can wrestle, you know, just like the men, you know. So that's what we were all about in that era. Yeah. We was trying to fight for... Our position in that company is known to be known as professional wrestlers, you know. So all that diva shit, you know, like, no one cared about that diva shit, you know what I mean? Especially me. I was so anti-diva till it, it just that's why everything came so natural to me because i was opposite of everything that, that they had already done yeah you know i was totally
0: well, you're a badass
1: the, yeah i was just just the opposite of everything they were doing at the time
0: yeah but i think we're finally sort of getting to that point now and, and, yes and they your are. era they was are. definitely yes played a massive part of that and, as well as the eras after
1: after you thought. yes and i feel i feel that i really was before my time in wwe yeah like i this is my era now that i should be there still you know what i mean like it was great for me to be there then because i brought something different to the table yeah you know but where they're at now is most definitely is who i am
0: yeah is there anyone on the roster right now who you'd love to have a bit of a wrestle with who who you'd love to have a match against
1: anyone anyone (laughs) yeah anyone (laughs) and I feel I can get out there and have a five-star match with either one of them you know yeah I can be we can main event mania right now
0: yeah why not why not um you even had like crazy matches as well I remember rightly with like Bubba Ray Dudley and like hardcore matches
1: and I hate that match really yes that's like I, I hate I hate that match because it didn't make sense to me no. And it didn't fit in what what we were doing at the time. You it know? was a bit
0: random to me. I, I always remember that. Yeah, it just exactly. Being like where random. the fuck
1: did that come from? Why are we doing this? Yeah. What's the purpose behind it?
0: Yeah, especially because mixed gender wrestling never really happened much under Vince McMahon.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that was just so bizarre of like, why are we doing this? Yeah. You know? It's that that didn't that didn't honestly, that match didn't do anything for my career. No. <laughs> No, well, so,
0: thankfully, you had, you know, five good years in yes. WWE.
1: Yes. Do you have a favorite yes. moment there? Um, I have most definitely two. Um, Well, you could say three. Being in WrestleMania is always, that's, oh, your, yeah. that's your dream, right? Yeah. Who the hell doesn't want to be in WrestleMania? But when you go out there as a champion and you walk back, still the champion, let's, like the super bowl you know what i mean yeah. so that's like the most memorable moment of my entire career in the wwf or e you could say yeah um when i wrestlemania 18
0: and what a wrestlemania too
1: by the way yeah <laughs> yes yes um personally
0: so. i feel you are one of the most underappreciated women's wrestlers from that era <sighs> in the wwe and lately I'm yeah and seeing... i'm
1: glad you used that word because you know a lot of people say underrated no i oh, wasn't no. underrated Definitely i wasn't underrated because i proved yeah. who the hell i was and what i was capable to do out there yeah it's just that i wasn't appreciated I, you I, know? I agree
0: yeah completely um and lately i'm seeing more and more of your name popping up um and being in the same sentence as Hall mm-hmm. of thing yeah. How does it make you feel when people suggest things like this to you to know that fans like including myself want this to happen for you?
1: It's it's a great feeling and, and it's a great feeling to know that someone appreciates your work and your work ethic, you know, because you you work so hard and you sacrifice so much, you know, and for and for the fans to feel that you deserve this. Yeah. You know, because they'll let you know. You know, like so many people are against Ronda Rousey having the belt, you know, so they're very freely with social media right now. You you really get people honest opinion on things or how they really feel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, and this is worldwide, you know, like I'm talking to you right now, you're in the UK. So this is worldwide. So when you have people saying that you that I deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, it's like, thank you. you know this is that's why i worked so hard and trained seven days a week in the gym three times a day yeah you know so the the work paid off
0: yeah definitely and hopefully we'll see that very soon
1: hopefully you know never say never i don't know if it ever happens but you know just never say never in this business you never know what's gonna happen in this business (laughs)
0: yeah um let's go um pass your wwe time now and mm-hmm. look at you on the indie scene um yes. i noticed that a couple of years ago you took part in one of my new favorite companies chikara for the mm-hmm. King of trios events with mickey james and victoria how much fun was that for you
1: that was fun and you know what that match brought me back out of retirement really <laughs> yes i hadn't wrestled in five six years yeah and they called me for that show, and I was—I almost told them no. And they told I was working with Mickey in and, and, and Victoria. And I was like, well, hell yeah, those are my girls. So <laughs> I took the booking and um, went out there and had fun. And, and that's when I decided, you know what, Jazz, this is where you belong. Yeah. Like, why did you stop? But I was just at that particular time, I was – on a different journey you know i had my kids so yeah you know i was just trying to be a normal person you know go to work yeah come home be a mom be a wife you know yeah
0: well thankfully so. you, you carried you carried on your career because um yes <laughs> you've come a long way since then really yes but oh, Chikara yes. for me is is one of these companies now where a lot of we, we see a lot of big names come in out of mm-hmm. and cesaro mm-hmm. and even like the the british strong style um yes recently i think maybe the same year as you they were there as well mm-hmm. um, yes is it something that you like to do something very different um types of company Chikara. is that something you'd like to do still
1: yes of course i would love to i wish i could contact i need to contact them and 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 see if i can get back on the show um my what i you know where i am right now in my career um i like working with younger talent yeah i like working with girls that are green so i can elevate them you know they might not get to my my level in that one night but i'm and but 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 i'm affecting them and bringing them a step closer
0: yeah, teaching them, you know, something.
1: yes, and that's what I do. I try to let every match I have now be a learning experience for my opponent. I don't go out there and try to, you know, ball hog and and just whoop ass and take names. You know, <laughs> I really try to take them out of their element, that's and, and and I make them work differently.
0: Yeah, what's yes. the difference of the indie scene now compared to say what it was like ten years ago?
1: Well, right now, shit, there's like 10,000 women, so (laughs) (laughs) I can actually have a match seven days a week and work a different girl every night, you know? Yeah, that's pretty
0: good, yeah.
1: I mean, women, is really, really, it's come a long way, and women wrestling is really taking over, and you have so many people doing all-women shows, so it's unbelievable, Yeah, you know, and these girls are getting so much noticed, and, and, and- and, and so many props of being just these phenomenal, getting to showcase their phenomenal talent now is just unbelievable. So it's just, and I'm great, and, I, and I'm honored to be a part of that still. You know, like I said, I'm 46. So, you know, how many women are 46 still, still wrestling and still at the top of their game, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. It's pretty amazing we're seeing someone like Becky Lynch who is – arguably one of the most over people in the world yes. of wrestling mm-hmm. male or mm-hmm. female yes and then we're seeing um women like jordan grace who you recently wrestled mm-hmm. um, in mm-hmm. the nwa i think I, I believe it was yeah yeah who, we had
1: a match in new york yes yeah, and
0: she is amazing mm-hmm. and she is getting shit hot right now
1: yes it but you know what you when you have never been on tv on that level she's gonna get it you know what i'm saying you have to kind of you got to change certain things about the you got to change certain things about your 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 character the way you carry yourself the way you perform because it's not an indie show no you can't go out there and and fuck with one fan in the audience you know the whole night you know, and and just talk shit to that one fan, you really can't even acknowledge the audience when you're out there doing TV because you have a time frame. You got to, and everybody, you got to do this and you got to do that. You know, you when, when they say five minutes, it's five minutes from the moment you walk out that curtain. Yeah. So all this calling, all this shit in the back, what you're going to do, what you're going to do, what you're going to do, it may not happen out there. Yeah, very true. That's why I don't like to call anything in the back (laughs) because (laughs) you know, because so many times when I was in WWF, you know, we have we were supposed to have an eight minute match, and when the music hit, they're like, "Your time's been cut. You got five minutes." So that's a lot of our match has been cut out before we even go through the curtain at like short notice like that. So she's 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 just young and she's gonna get it she's going to get it just got to give her time to let her develop you know so they need to just just chill out a little bit but she's just going to be all right
0: <laughs> yeah definitely um i seen a match um just recently actually at ladies night out four in November, yes um, yes on the title match wrestling network i think it was and you ended up mm-hmm. leaving the ring on the shoulders of the referee with the crowd chanting your name and it yes. just looks like now <laughs> that you're just having the most fun a wrestler can seriously have
1: yes yes and you know what that was a great match um actually and 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 i don't know if you saw that on twitter that was like one of the top three matches of the year with that company yeah (laughs) you know so when you when you see things like that and you're a part of that it, it just tell you like This is where you still belong. You still (laughs) belong in this business, you know? Yeah, Like, you can't give up yet. You still belong here, you know? So, it's amazing.
0: Uh, Nowadays, obviously, you're working with the NWA a lot as their Mm -hmm. women's champ. But You yes. also worked for them in the 90s too. And is there a sort of like a big difference of the of the company from the two times that you've worked with them?
1: Oh, yes, there's a big difference. I mean, um because they're NWA of course is totally different from, you know, your Rick Flair days, your Holly Race, and yeah. your, 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 your Terry Funk days, you know, but um I'm still trying to and i'm not gonna even say trying i'm still working on that style of professional wrestling like being a part of the nwa like i'm trying to be like so old school you know that's what that's what when when that's when heel was a heel yeah that's when you didn't you didn't cheer for a heel back then you know you wanted you wish you could get a knife and 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 just cut it cut his ear off you know what i mean you you actually hated the guy it wasn't like you popping and and chatting his name you know let's go blah blah let's go let's go
0: (laughs) would you say that's the biggest change then
1: from from this era to to the um 80s, yes, yeah. that's one of the biggest. Yes, that's that's something that has really changed. A uh, heel, a uh, heel, get a babyface pop nowadays.
0: Yeah, that sort of first happened with like the NWO in in WCW. Where, yeah, where it was just exactly. very cool to be it's that like, Stone Cold as well. You,
1: you, you're not a heel. You're cool.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the anti-hero sort of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly, and. I would love to be hated. That's why in WWF people actually hated me, you know. <laughs> but now the heels, they love the heels. They love fucking Charlotte Flair. They love fucking Becky Lynch. Yes. You know. I don't know if it's the baby phase that can't. I I, I don't know what it is. It's it's just
0: hard to hate them, isn't it? It's, yeah, I think
1: it's, it's because now like, you just
0: appreciate how the talented work. they are. In yes, the work. Yeah.
1: exactly. It's more of an appreciation thing. Yes. But still, I I just wish the fans would still appreciate the work. But still, you know, acknowledge that we're not supposed to cheer for them. We're (laughs) supposed to, you know, we need to boo somebody. When you go to a movie, you go to a movie. Do you you cheer for the villain?
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are you you saying, Jazz, that when I come watch you next, I've got to boo you as loud as I can? Yeah, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I try, and you know what, And I try to get boos, but these days they just don't boo heels anymore. Uh, it hard they to, don't. It's
0: hard to boo a legend like you. Yeah, know, it really is. Really
1: better, is yeah. it's, it's hard to get heat. I mean, it, it is so hard. Yeah.
0: But speaking of the NWA, you have been the women's champion now for nearly 850 days, which is pretty yes. Um. Yes. So congratulations for that.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: With All In last year and the NWA sort of getting a huge popularity boost, I felt like, in 2018 um, with Nick Aldis doing wonders for the men's brand as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Do you feel like you could see yourself, Nick, and and Willie Mack taking part in the All Elite Wrestling that's just been announced?
1: Again, you know, never say never. You just don't know... (laughs) You just never know when your phone's gonna ring and who's on the other end calling. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's hard to say. You know, but I think that's gonna be such a huge a big it's gonna be such a big deal. First of all, it's gonna be more competition. Yeah and and there's gonna be more more people on the Indies getting picked up and getting signed, you know, so And that's going to leave, you know, room for me to just stay on the Indies and have fun, you know. Like, I don't care if I get signed. I'm not looking to sign a contract. I don't care about that. I'm having fun. Yeah. I love having my freedom. You know what I mean? Like, if I would sign a contract, it would most definitely have to be something that I agree upon. Like, I'm not going to be away from my kids th- over 300 days out of a year. Like, yeah. I refuse that. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely.
1: Yeah, so I'm having fun right now. Yeah, I'm is I'm I'm in a great place in my life, you know, with my kids, my husband, and, and you know, NWA champion. And even once once the belt is gone, I'm still gonna have fun. Just I just want to wrestle. I just want to wrestle.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and we want you to continue to wrestle. Yes, um, I have a couple more questions which I'll get to in a minute. But I also mm-hmm. have a. A couple of patreon members um okay. who have some questions that they'd like to ask you uh, if Not you don't problem. mind so the the first one is from the lovely courtney summers and she wants to know how it feels to be relevant all these years later uh, she watched you as a kid now she's grown up married how did you do it how how are you still going right now
1: is you know what I don't like to really talk about religion and all this, but I, I truly believe in in God, you know, and and I give all glory to him and and he's the one that blessed me with this gift, yeah, you know, and 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 allowing me to to keep on and and, and continuing this uh, that I love so so much, so dearly. so I, I just give all glory to God because, like I said, He's the one that blessed me with this gift, you yeah. know, I mean, and me being thrown out there to the wolves, you know, years ago and, and able to stand and, and not fuck up, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that was a valuable lesson, you know, and I take every match as a learning lesson, even for myself, or even though I'm still trying to help elevate these younger girls. But I learn in each match myself still today. And okay. that's what everyone needs to know like you never stop learning.
0: Yeah. Not like You know, I've been in the
1: business. Yeah, you, you never stop learning. Michael Jordan, you know, LeBron LeBron James, you know, he still go to practice every day. Yeah. You yeah. never stop developing your craft. Definitely. Um,
0: so, that's what it is. The next question comes mm-hmm. from uh, Jonathan Pilquist, uh, JPQ as I call him. Uh, he's asked Sort sort of a similar question, maybe it's sort of the same answer to be honest. Knowing that you've been in the business for close to, if not twenty years, mm-hmm. what has kept you motivated to continue in the business?
1: Watching how the business developed. <laughs> yeah. And, and watching the how the made. women yeah. Watching watching how these the women these nowadays have come so far and they're busting their asses to to prove that they are and deserve to be in this industry and i'm so lucky to still be a part of it yeah you know i start started so i damn sure still want to be in it yeah. <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> and you deserve to definitely yes um i've got some quick fire questions for you now so sort of like mm-hmm. just very snappy one answers and we'll just go straight on to the next question if if, if, if that's okay with you cool ready um, so number one favorite ever match that you've been involved WrestleMania eighteen. Favorite indie company that you've worked for other than NWA.
1: Oh my God! Holy moly! Mm. Oh my God! That's a hard one. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> it's like an NWA. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a hard one because God. I've worked for so many companies, and I've had so many great matches. Um, (laughs) um, I would have to say my own company that Rodney and I had in Louisiana. So I would have to say DCW. (laughs) Favorite (laughs) ever opponent. Favorite ever opponent. Hmm. I would say um i have a couple uh trish stratus yep of course i made money with her always my favorite because i made money with her yeah. um sarah del rey yep um and mercedes martinez
0: oh she's very good yep,
1: lefisto yeah you know yes so i mean i've worked i've worked man <laughs> you know what's great about this? I worked these girls like when they first started. Yeah. <laughs> and look at them now.
0: Yeah,
1: You've <laughs> you had so many mean? opponents as well. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, gosh. Jackie. Jackie. I love working Jackie. All right, yeah. let's roll with the questions.
0: Um, number four. The person you wish you could have wrestled who's now retired, who you never did? China. Good call. Cool. I like that call. Um, yes. Yes. Opponent you want to face who you haven't yet, who's still active?
1: Wow. I shoot for the stars, baby. Becky Lynch or Charlotte Flair.
0: Great answer. Um, Your biggest achievement?
1: Having my twin girls.
0: Great answer. What about your biggest
1: goal? WWE Hall of Fame
0: another good answer favourite wrestler to watch
1: oh my god Hoo-wee. holy moly wow um, Stan Hansen
0: oh that's a great shot I didn't expect you to say him <laughs> Huh? I didn't expect you to say to say Stan I Hansen that's for sure. I
1: know I know but see that goes to show you I watch old school shit baby <laughs> <laughs> What about, in your opinion,
0: who has the most potential as a women's wrestler out of, like, the the very young talent we have right now?
1: Wow, there's so many. I would have to go with Mercedes Martinez.
0: Good, cool. And, And last question. Company you haven't wrestled for yet that you want to wrestle for the most?
1: Um i would love to 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 step in impact ring at yeah. least once or twice yes
0: yeah they've they've come on leaps and bound these last couple of years as well yes yes so that that is a very good answer
1: mm-hmm. well
0: jazz it's been an absolute honor to have you on today um thank you can you tell us any upcoming shows that you have that people can get tickets for and, and come and watch you wrestle in 2019
1: Yes, well, of course, you know, we got the NWA pop-up coming this weekend, which is Saturday, which is, what, the 6th? Yep. Got that. Um, January 26th, I will be in Jersey wrestling uh, the Manic, Maria Manic. Uh, I'll be doing a seminar out there. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Th- that's what I got here so far in January, but February I'll be in like three or four places. But um, just tell everybody, just check me out on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. And that's um, Phenom underscore Jazz. Check me out. Follow me, please. And um, I'm on Facebook with my shoot name, which is Carleen Begno. Check me out. I will be posting and updating all my shows and appearances on Twitter and Facebook. And um, check me out. I will be announcing other few things on Twitter and Facebook as well. Rodney and I will be starting our own personal training um, business this year in 2019. Um, We're going to start a training facility where we're going to just help polish up um, people that's already wrestling. You know, nothing like beginners, but just help polish up people that's already out working you know to help them develop to get ready for tv possibly you know definitely yeah so we got some things that we we have in our back pocket that we're about to pull out here in a little bit in 2019
0: awesome well hopefully everyone can um check you out in 2019 and and no like you said never say never maybe i'll see you in the uk sometime
1: yes hopefully hell yeah it plugged the shit out of me in uk i want to come to uk (laughs)
0: <laughs> Let's get jazz in the UK as well as in the Hall of Fame. Definitely. Hell
1: yeah. That's it. Let's rock and roll.
0: Well, I've absolutely <laughs> loved speaking to you today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it too. And before I yes, let you go, was. thank you once again for coming on, Jazz.
1: Thank you for having me anytime.
0: Thank you very much. Bye-bye.
1: Bye bye. This is Darby Allen.
0: Subscribe to Omega Luke. Like I said, great interview, absolutely lovely person to speak to jazz she really was cracking me up the whole way through an absolute sweetheart and definitely someone who deserves more praise than probably what she gets very overlooked legend i feel and hopefully a future hall of famer so thank you to jazz and thank you for everyone for listening i hope you enjoyed it plenty more to come as well as that 1v1 match between me and math as we fantasy book the royal rumble and of course the final of the fantasy booking league, Mason Adams versus Roy Rumbled, and they are fantasy booking my boy Andrade, Cian Almas, or is it just Andrade now? Who knows. So you don't want to miss this. The vlog also should be live on the YouTube now, so please check that out. We worked very hard on it, answering all your questions, and it took a lot of time to edit and they're having a lot of fun doing so as well. Subscribe to the YouTube. Keep your friends close, but keep Omega Loop closer. Goodbye, everyone. And good night. Bang.
1: Finally, are you
0: ready? But that's not me. I'm the switch, baby. You, you, and especially you. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Goodbye. Bye. Write it down. You like writing things down. I am your favorite podcaster. Favorite podcast? I am Omega, Omega. Omega. The Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast.